0: all things New Orleans Saints, this is Houdat Discussion. Houdat, 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 Houdat say they be dancing. Powered by Overtime, Overtime Media. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome into another preview episode of the Houdat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata, and then also you could follow the podcast on Twitter at The Who Dis. And we have another interesting preview episode as the Saints will travel to Denver to face the Broncos. This will be Taysom Hill's second start here after the win. Last week, and it's going to be interesting to see what he can do here now in his second straight start. It's also definitely notable with the defense, they're playing outstanding. Will they continue that against Drew Locke and all those really young and talented players for the Broncos? And that may not show in their record as look, they're a team that you know is struggling. They're four and six. I mean, it's not like they're awful, like you know, the Jets are 0 and 10, but they are four and six, which is under 500. They're definitely you know, have some holes in that team that I think the Saints could definitely take advantage of. But I feel like right now, I mean, they're definitely a talented team, especially very young team too, that I feel like if you don't take them seriously, the Saints could definitely, you know, get upset in this game. But uh we're just gonna, I think, get right into this here. As we always do, we're going to start off with our notes, then we'll flip it over to our intriguing matchups and then finish off with our group by group preview here. So starting our notes, I know we always start with what Vegas is saying, what ESPN's FPI matchup predictor is saying, but we have to start out here with the Broncos not practicing Friday due to three COVID-19 positive tests here, one player, two coaches, and this was after the news that quarterback Jeff Driscoll tested positive, which to me is interesting. If he was the player, it wasn't really clear, so I'm not 100% sure if Driscoll was the player and it was two other coaches or it was just now another player in addition to Driscoll. So that is definitely something to look at. But right now the game is still on schedule to play at 3.05 Central Standard Time on Sunday um, afternoon. So again, that is definitely good news and it's definitely going to be notable to watch tomorrow. And then also Sunday's test probably sometime in the morning. That's usually when they come out. And then if they have no more positive tests, that means that it's probably isolated and the game will be able to play. If not, and it turns into like a bigger outbreak, like what we're seeing with the Ravens, you may see the game get pushed back. So that's definitely something to watch out for. And look, I wanted to say this first, because if the Broncos have an outbreak in their facility, then this game cannot be played. And all the stuff we're talking about is, you know, a non-point. But right now, it's only, you know, the one player and two coaches. You're hoping that it sticks to that. And definitely for everyone involved, definitely wishing the best and hope everyone gets healthy quickly and fast. And um, definitely, that's really, you know, what we're saying here. And, you know, if you're the Saints, you plan just like if you're going to play. And then, you know, if it ends up not playing or getting pushed back, then you will kind of pivot from there. But as Sean Payton said, he said, look, it's 2020 and a lot of things are happening that, you know, are unprecedented and we just got to be ready to play. Right now, Payton said that basically we're going to worry about what we can control and that's it. And that's why they're going to practice Definitely be ready to play this game. You know, you're riding a seven game winning streak. So I'm not really going to be worried about the Saints going into this game, even though it's a little up in the air right now, especially this close to the game. We're only two days away. We're recording this on a Friday. So right now it's only one player, two coaches that could change. But again, it's really going to be important to what happens tomorrow and then Sunday, because if basically everything comes back clean these next two days, they're definitely going to play no issues. And then if more tests come in positive and more things happen, then this game will be moved or we don't even know what's going to happen. You know, in that case, we'll get canceled. It's an, it's another, you know, issue. I, I don't think more with this game yet, at least it's going to be more interesting to see with that Ravens-Steelers game, because right now the Ravens, they have many more positive tests than the Broncos right now. And that's definitely going to be a game. It's already on Tuesday right now. And if it has to get pushed back later, that means it would probably get canceled, and that's something that the NFL definitely does not want to do because that would change the playoff format. It would, it would definitely mess up a lot of things. But right now with the Saints-Broncos game, I think if you're in a wait-and-see mode, and I, I think right now you're expecting for the games to be played on time. And if the next two days come back clean for both teams, they will definitely play. But if it doesn't, that's when you look to pivot. Will they play Monday? Will they play Tuesday? And I think we're going to get more information on Saturday and Sunday, and we'll be sure to communicate that to you guys Probably through Twitter or, you know, of the other social medias. And then if it would get canceled, I would definitely do an emergency podcast too, to kind of go over the ramifications of that. But we'll definitely keep you guys posted with all of that information. But now we are going to move over to previewing this game as we always do with our notes. What Vegas is saying what ESPN's matchup predictor is saying. And I think both really positive for the Saints right now. The Saints are six-point road favorites, which is really good, and also have a 68.7% chance to win per ESPN's matchup predictor. And I think that's really good looking at this matchup. I feel like the Saints definitely have an advantage in this matchup, which I think is good. And obviously you have the analytics and kind of the predictors of what ESPN's saying, and then also what, you know, the betting man's saying in Vegas. Both say the Saints will win, And that's definitely some really good stuff there. Moving over to the team stats. And this is where I think things definitely get interesting. Because you look at the Saints right now. And again, a lot of this offensive, when we look at these, a lot of it was with Drew Brees. Only last week was with Taysom Hill. But the good thing with Hill, the Saints were keeping their efficiency numbers basically around the same. Hill did a really nice job. And so did Sean Payton at really keeping the Saints on schedule. So that, to me, is really important when looking at these teams. Because right now... When you look at the Saints offense, to me, it's been really solid. It is 13th in yards, but sixth in points, 29.5 points per game, which to me is really good. And I feel like over the last two games, I feel like this offense hasn't scored as many points. I think there's a lot to do with this defense playing outstanding and the Saints being up by a good amount in that fourth quarter. So they can kind of, you know, take the gas off a little bit. So I think that's really good. And I think this offense under Taysom Hill is different, but I feel like a lot of the same concepts were ran under Drew Brees, which... I think that it's really, I think important for that to happen because now the offense doesn't have to do too much. It's not like a full revamp of this offense. Taysom could succeed with a very similar offense that the Saints were putting out with Drew Brees, which is very, very important here. So maybe these, you know, numbers—you have 13th in yards, sixth in points—maybe those stand with Taysom Hill, and it's really around the same now. I do think that Drew Brees is the better quarterback, and he's going to give the Saints more success, but in a game against this Broncos team, which is definitely, to me, a below-average team, does it really matter so much that Taysom Hill is at the helm. So, again, that's going to be interesting to look at, and we're going to do a whole segment, as we always do, with Taysom Hill starting at quarterback. And it's, it's definitely going to be, this game, I think, different, because the Broncos aren't good against the run, and they're a little better against the pass. So I think that the Saints will pound the rock this Sunday, which is kind of a preview to what we're going to get into in our intriguing matchups and then also our group-by-group preview. But right now, I think the Saints' offense is pretty solid, and it saw last week that they didn't miss a huge beat without Drew Brees, and especially that second half. They came in big. I mean, the only thing I do want to say is they're playing the Falcons, who do not have a good defense. Was that a reason or a big reason why the Saints had a lot of success? Yet to be seen. They do play a better defense this week, but I think the Broncos' defense still has holes, and I think the Saints could take advantage of it. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens there. But overall, right now, you're six in points. You're looking pretty good for the Saints. You're getting healthy. That's obviously a good sign. So overall, we'll see what Taysom Hill can do. But I think things are trending up here for the Saints offense. When you move over to Denver and their offense, it's not very good. They're 24th in the yards and they're 28th in points. And Drew Lock hasn't been that good this year. He also got hurt for a little bit. So again I I feel like this offense very very young and they've yet to really hit their stride I mean Locke right now is only at a 55 percent completion percentage I mean his average is only 6.6 which is not very good in this game here or overall in the season excuse me there he has more interceptions than touchdowns he's been sacked 11 times his quarterback rating and his passer rating are not very good and I think the Saints could very much take advantage of this and I think they do take advantage of it. I think they're going to get to him and sack him. I think they're going to be able to confuse him like a lot of other teams have been able to do. And I feel like right now, when looking at this Broncos team, they're really best when they run the football behind Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsey. And we're going to see what happens uh, this week because I feel like the Saints will stop the run. And I think they'll have not many problems doing that. So now the game's going to get put on Drew Locke and those really young receivers. And they got a lot of them but they really haven't been on the same page all year. And that's an issue. You're 28th in points. That's an issue. And this Saints defense, which is on the up and up, and I think that's a perfect transition into talking about these stats. They're third in yards and 10th in points. I mean, really a top 10 defense right now. Again, I I feel like that spells disaster for Drew Locke and what the Broncos are trying to do here um, on offense. I think the Saints really match up well against them, and I think they're going to have success. So I think that is good there for the Saints defense. And, when you look at the Broncos' defense, they're 13th in yards and 21st in points. So again, I feel like that the Saints could definitely uh, have some success here. I think they will, especially against the run. This is really where the Broncos are not good, especially those up-the-middle runs. They really have been pretty poor. And that means you open it up with Latavius Murray, Alvin Kamara, Because I think that's kind of where you definitely win this game because this team right now for the Broncos, when they stop the run, they're able to really elevate their defense. But they haven't been able to stop the run really consistently. And I feel like when you have Kamara, you have Latavius Murray, you have Taysom Hill, who's great with his legs. You got to pound it with them. And I think they will. We're going to get into it later in the intriguing matchup segment. We'll talk all about the Saints running game but I really do feel like the Saints offense has an area to attack that Broncos defense, and I think they will. So I do think that that's pretty solid there. And before we get into our intriguing matchups, we are going to look over our injury report here for the Saints. It just came in eight minutes before recording this, so it's going to be fresh off the press here. I'm going to get you guys the full up-to-date report here going into this Denver game. So Here, the Saints will have two players out going into Sunday. It's going to be Ty Montgomery and then Andrews Pete. Montgomery has a hamstring injury, and Pete is out with that concussion. He didn't practice all week, so definitely a little disappointing for Pete, who I think has played better this year, so uh, that's that. And then you have Deontay Harris. He's going to be questionable in this game with a neck injury. He didn't practice all week, but he's still questionable. So that's kind of interesting. Wasn't expecting him to play in this one. So, I mean, if he does, that's great. But if he doesn't expect a lot of Marquez Callaway in there, who's really played well um, when he's got the opportunity. So I think that's really good there. And then moving it over to the Broncos here. They have a lot of guys questionable. They have one guy out, and that's Trey Marshall. He's a safety, he's a shin injury, and he didn't practice all week. So he's going to be out. And they have six guys questionable cornerback Bryce Callahan with a foot injury, Uh, DeMar Dotson, a tackle with a calf and hand injury, Graham Glasnow with a calf injury, and then moving it over to Jerry Judy. This is an interesting one, didn't practice Thursday. He's limited um, on Friday, which I guess would be a projection because I don't think they practiced on Friday, so I guess that's kind of a projection, but they say he's limited Friday, so that means he's going to be questionable going into this one. You have linebacker Joseph Jones. He's a calf injury. He's going to be questionable. And then Sylvester Williams, defensive tackle with an elbow injury. He's also questionable. But uh, again, that's pretty lengthy, questionable players here for the, the Broncos, but only one player out. So we'll see kind of how that develops going into this game on Saturday and then also Sunday as well when looking at all of these questionable players here. But I think that is going to wrap up our note segment here as we flip it over to our intriguing matchups here. And our first matchup in this game is going to be the Saints offensive line in Taysom Hill versus that Denver front seven. And look, Denver gets after the quarterback. I mean, I believe they're sixth in sacks this year, which is pretty solid. I mean, when you're looking at their team, they got a lot of guys to get after the quarterback. I mean, I know they're without Von Miller, but they do have Bradley Chubb, Demarcus Walker, all pretty solid players. I mean, and they're guys that are going to get to the quarterback, and I feel like when you're able to run the ball against them, that completely stymies that rushing attack, but when you can't run the ball, especially last week, and we didn't touch upon this in the notes, so I'll touch upon it now, the Broncos won last week a lot because of this. I feel like, look, they were able to completely stymie the Dolphins' run, and that's why they really couldn't do much on defense, or on offense, excuse me, uh, in this game, I mean, because, you know, really the leading rusher for the Dolphins had 43 yards, And I mean, overall, the Dolphins only had 56 yards and only 3.3 yards of carry. Definitely not good there for that Dolphins offense. And when you're able to stop the run, especially with this Broncos front seven in this game, you're going to be able to get back and uh, get after the quarterback because the Broncos sacked Tua Tagovailoa and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, I believe they sacked him six times or it could be even more. Yeah, six times for uh, Tagovailoa and... Uh, Fitzpatrick going down here last Sunday so really when looking at that defensive line they can play and if they can pin their ears back I mean look Tagovailoa he's a guy that is still a mobile guy so is Fitzpatrick even though he's pretty old and that's why Taysom I feel like he's gonna have to be able to step up in this game this offensive line this Saints offensive line has been great this year and they're gonna have to continue that here on Sunday, and I feel like this is going to have a lot to do with Hill getting the ball out quickly, getting those easy reads, because my brother, big, big Dolphins fan, he said the big thing of why Tagovailoa failed in this game was because he wasn't getting the ball out quick, he had the ball in his hands forever, it seemed, maybe he was going through his progression slow, And Taysom, people think that's a worry of his. We didn't see it last Sunday. And if he can have a big game in that way, get the ball out quick, get it to Kamara, get it to Thomas, get it to Sanders. If they can do that, I think you're going to see a lot of success here in the Saints offense, as well as run the ball really well. But I feel like to really stymie, you know, Bradley Chubb and what they're doing on defense, I feel like the Saints are going to have to continue that short passing game. No long, big developing routes, which the Saints were successful at on Sunday, which stinks unless your offensive line is really good. And if your offensive line can block these guys and they can block, you know, the sixth best team, you know, in sacks, that's great. And then you can really open it up and throw the ball deep against a Broncos secondary that I feel like you could take advantage of. So it's going to be very interesting in this game, but I feel like this offensive line for the Saints is going to be big with keeping Taysom upright because if Taysom takes a little bit longer to get the ball out, you need that offensive line to make up for that. And I feel like they could, but it's definitely going to be interesting And then also, if Hill's able to be mobile and get out of the pocket, make some plays with his legs, maybe see a little more free reign there, I think that's also going to be really big as well, because he did have the two rushing touchdowns, 51 yards on 10 carries for Hill, so that's going to be very, very important going into this game, and we'll see kind of how it pans out, but I think that's a big matchup, that offensive line, the Saints offensive line, and Taysom Hill versus the front seven, especially on passing downs, and if the Saints can't get the run there. Moving over to our second intriguing matchup, and it's going to be the Broncos' young weapons versus the Saints' secondary, and really what the Saints are putting out overall on defense. Because right now, when you're looking at Denver, they got a lot of young talent. They got Jerry Judy, they got Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, Deshaun Hamilton, you have Philip Lindsay, Melvin Gordon, not so young, but still a very solid running back. Noah Fonts, who's looking like a really good tight end. That's a lot of young talent, and they have Cortland Sutton on intra-reserve. He won't play in this one, but still, that is a ton of talent, and look, the Saints are going to have to really be able to match up with a lot of different guys, play a lot of man coverage, most likely, at least one-on-one coverage, or maybe they'll play zone. I mean, I'm not 100% sure there, but it's going to be big to have Marshawn Lattimore back in this game, and he's going to be playing. He's without an injury designation. That's really big when you're looking at this Saints defense and I feel like, look, it's another test for them, and I feel like they've passed now three straight or maybe even four straight. Can they continue it? And that's going to be really interesting. They were able to to stop the, you know, big star-studded Tampa Bay team. They were able to stop the great coach with the 49ers. Last week, they went up against a really solid um, skilled position group with the Falcons, and now they'll go up against another pretty solid one, probably worse than the Falcons, But still, they can give them trouble if you're not paying attention. Like, you got a lot of talented players there, and I feel like they haven't been on the same page as Drew Locke really this whole season. But if they get on that same page, that's a lot of talent. And I feel like when you're looking at the Saints team, you cannot take them for granted. I don't think they will, but I feel like if the Broncos offense is going to have some success, they're going to have to get the ball into their playmaker's hands and make big plays from them. And that's really the only way. And if the Saints could really match them, which I think they could, and they have the talent to do so, I don't think that the Broncos will have really any success on offense. So that's to me is the biggest matchup for this Saints defense. And then our final intriguing matchup here is going to be the Saints running backs here versus that front seven for Denver against the run, which is not very good. And we talked about it already, but I really want to zero in here on Alvin Kamara. And especially in these last three games, now I want to preface this by Alvin Kamara has been great this whole season and he's been the best player for the Saints basically every game. But in these last three weeks, and I think this has a lot to do with playing three pretty solid run defenses, you know, with the 49ers, Bucks, and then also the Falcons, so he's going to get a break here. So to me, this is a a show-me game for Kamara, because these last three weeks, he hasn't been that good. He has 30 carries, which to me isn't enough, and I think this also has a lot to do with it. The sample size is just not enough, because the Saints aren't giving him the rock, which to me is really interesting, but still, 30 carries, only 100 yards I mean, which is just around three yards a carry, which we're expecting more because overall in the season, he's over five yards a carry, I believe. So we're definitely expecting more there, but he does have the four touchdowns. And that's why everyone's saying, oh, he's scoring the touchdowns. It's great. It's great. And that's really important, especially with Taysom Hill at quarterback. And I I, I don't want to undervalue this because if he's scoring touchdowns in the red zone and is really taking that pressure off of Taysom Hill, that's huge for the Saints in red zone efficiency and scoring in the red zone. And that's obviously huge. And I think that's really where the Saints have used him most of the time. But you would like to see him more between the 20s. And that's why he only has 100 yards in three games. I mean, the four touchdowns is really good. So I don't want to, you know, get him on that. That's great. And, you know, if he can continue that and then also get more yards, that's huge. And then another area I want to position, I mean, maybe this also has to do with Michael Thomas coming back, Emmanuel Sanders coming back. He's only got 12 catches in these last three games for 92 yards, no touchdowns receiving the ball. So that's kind of another thing for Kamara. It's, it's been a little dip in production here in these last three games, and now I'm expecting it to spike back up, and I'm actually predicting him to have a really big game here. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, doom and gloom, Alman Kamara is not the same player that he was early in the year. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he's going to come up and bounce back off of these three games, and I think that he is going to go over that 150 all-purpose yards in this game, probably score a touchdown or two. I think that he's going to have a really big game because look, this Broncos run defense is suspect and I'm expecting a really boss level game from Alan Kamara. And he's going to be the impact player that the Saints really need in this game. And I feel like he's going to take the pressure off of Taysom Hill, which is really huge. And same with Latavius Murray up the middle. The Saints should pound it with Murray and Kamara. Murray, I think has to get the ball more. I mean, he had a pretty good game last week, but only 12 carries. He would like to see more from him. I mean, 4.2 yards a carry overall, but a lot of those are dirty yards and you need those. So I'd like to get the ball more to Murray, more to Kamara in this one, especially because of this uh, Denver Broncos really not so good rushing defense. And I think the Saints could definitely uh, take advantage of that. So that's kind of my three matchups for this Saints Broncos game. So before we get into our group by group preview, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who. Discussion podcast. Learn more at marines.com. Welcome back into the who discussion. And now we're going to get into our group by group preview here. This is where we go from quarterback all the way down to special teams and coaching and choose who's going to, you know, outplay the other team. Is it going to be the saints or the Broncos here? And as we always do, let's start off with the quarterbacks, Taysom Hill, Drew Locke, and I'm going to go with Taysom Hill here. And I don't know, you know, I think outside of Saints fans, it may be the, the minority pick. A lot of people don't like Taysom Hill for some reason. But I think within, you know, the Saints fans, the Saints podcasting group, a lot of people have a lot of faith in Taysom Hill after last week. Um, one of those people, and I think he has a much better game than Drew Locke in this one. I'm expecting similar things from Taysom Hill. Probably, you know, that high completion percentage at 230 yards, the two touchdowns, maybe more if he gets a few through the air as well. But I'm expecting a lot of similar results from Hill. Probably better because he gets another week of preparation. And with Locke, I'm just really not sold on Drew Locke right now this season. He hasn't been good. And that's basically the whole characterization of this Broncos offense. Because coming into the season, a lot of people were thinking this Broncos offense was going to make some noise. A ton of young talent. You know, they're going to come up and revive this team in Denver. And it just has not happened I mean Drew Locke hasn't been good this year we went over his stats earlier but seven touchdowns 11 interceptions that is not good and then when you move over to passer rating he's at 67.5 that also is very very poor I mean in Hill's first start he was at 108.9 and I think right now it just shows you how much better Hill is than Locke right now I feel like a lot of people don't want to believe in Taysom Hill because it's only one start and it was only against the Atlanta Falcons but he looked really sharp in a lot of different areas, especially when running that similar offense that Drew Brees runs. And then even in the runs, he looked really good. And I feel like Hill makes the more impact plays. He makes the more plays to win. He makes less plays to lose. And I think overall, you know, you're gonna see the running, you're gonna see the passing, you're gonna see the big plays, you're gonna see the runs. And again, I think that's really more what you're gonna see out of than Drew Locke. And I feel like right now. You know, with Locke, it's it's been a rough year after a really promising you know season last year, it's been poor this year. And when looking at Hill, I just feel like last week was that great base, and now he's gonna build off of that. And I'm expecting another pretty solid game from him, an efficient game, you know, him being able to control this offense, go down the field, and score some points, and I think he'll do that, and I think that's why Hill is the better quarterback going into this one, moving it over to skill position players here. And I'm also going to take the Saints right now. I mean, you have Kamara, you have Michael Thomas playing well, Emmanuel Sanders, Latavius Murray, you still have Jared Cook, you have Adam Troutman, I mean, you can just go down the list, Marquez Calloway, maybe if Deontay Harris plays, you have Deontay Harris, Traquan Smith, I mean, you could just keep going. I mean, it's really playmaker after playmaker after playmaker on the Saints offense, and I feel like Taysom will take advantage of it. And I feel like Kamara, I'm really expecting a big game out of him. He's kind of my impact full player going into this one. And I think he'll dominate this game, which is obviously really big for the Saints. And when you flip it over to the Broncos, I mean, look, they have a pretty solid group here. I mean, when looking at it, you have Melvin Gordon III, who we all know what he can do. Very, very solid this year. I mean, Philip Lindsay, a really good number two back, Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick there, KJ Hamler, another guy, Deshaun Hamilton, I mean, look, they have a lot of weapons with these wide receivers, all very young, but they all have a ton of talent, and could beat you, but I feel like, you know, if you're fundamentally sound, like, really, the Saints team's turning into, and also have that A1 talent, which is also defining the Saints defense, they should be pretty good against these guys, Noah Font's another guy, I feel like, it's going to be a big game for Malcolm Jenkins to defend Fawn. Same with Demario Davis. And I do trust both of those guys. So I feel like overall, the Saints have the edge there. Moving it over to the offensive line. And I'm going to take the Saints here as I think you're going to start to see a theme here with this group by group preview. When looking at this Broncos offensive line, it's pretty up and down. And especially with, you know, two of their starters right now, questionable going into this game. I think that's something that is definitely a little concerning if you look at that O-line because right now, I mean, their center is Lloyd Crushenberry, uh, and he's a guy with a 40.4 PFF grade from the center position. That's last among all centers, which is definitely not good. Expect David Yamada to get after him, have a big day. And I mean, e- even when you look at, you know, these other guys, you have Dalton Reisner, who's been below average, Graham Glasnow, who's questionable in this game. He's been pretty solid, you know, as the other guard, but Reisner hasn't been so good. Tamar Dotson, as we said in the notes segment, he is questionable in this game, and he's a pretty solid tackle here. I would say, you know, he's pretty middle of the line, and uh, if he does not play, that's definitely a big loss because they do not have a lot of depth, but opposite Dotson, you have Garrett Bowles, and he's played really good this season, so maybe, you know, he's able to really shut down one of these Saints defensive linemen, I don't know, though. The Saints have been playing so well. So it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. And really what the Saints are putting out there on this offensive line, I think it's still a top 10 line right now, maybe even higher. You have your tackles are playing out of their mind right now, and they're playing really good ball. Then on the interior, you have Eric McCoy, who's played really solid in year two, has made some nice progressions. And then your guards right now. I'm pretty happy with Nick Easton right now. I think he's playing solid. I think a lot of the blame has fell on Cesar Ruiz. So we'll see how he plays. A very, very up and down player. It's been some good, some bad from him. And right now it's been a little more bad than good. But maybe he can take that next step and have you know a pretty solid game here. But I mean, overall, this Broncos uh, offensive line, they have holes, especially in the interior. And I feel like the Saints could take advantage. And look, both of these teams have pretty solid tackles. I think right now this Saints tackle duo is just a bit better. And then on the interior, I think both teams are having a little of a struggle, but I think the Saints are having much less of a struggle here than what the Broncos are having. So to me, that is really interesting. They're flipping it over to the defensive line here with the Saints. Again, they have looked so, so solid and they're really dominant at certain points over these last few games. And I feel like that's going to continue here on Sunday. And I think they're going to have a more and a better output, more consistent output than the Broncos defensive line even though look that Broncos defensive line when it gets hot it's very good but the way the Saints are playing right now I'll take Trey Hendrickson who's leading the league in sacks I'll be taking Cameron Jordan Marcus Davenport David Onyamata you just go down the list they've just I mean have been so so solid over the last four games and I know the Broncos had a big week last week getting four sacks on the Dolphins or six sacks excuse me six sacks on this Dolphins team but Overall, I mean, the Saints had eight sacks last week, so if you want to play that game, again, I really feel like this Saints defensive line, it's elite at this point, and it's becoming elite if it hasn't already, and they're trending way up, and if they can just stay at the top, it's going to be sky's the limit here for the Saints defense, and I really think they're the machine that really gets the wheel going, and I feel like they're going to continue that in this one. I think they get after Drew Locke. You know, get them on the ground, get some sacks, really disrupt their offense and have a good game there. Moving it over to the linebackers, and this is where I give it a push. I think this is going to be, you know, a very interesting matchup. Both linebacking groups are really solid. Alexander Johnson has played really good for this Broncos team, and I think he's been very solid, but look at Demario Davis, and he's been just as good, if not better, And then you're looking at, you know, their other linebackers, you know, you got uh, Josie uh, Jewell. He's a guy that's been pretty solid. But, you know, Quan Alexander, I would say, you know, he's played very, very good in a Saints uniform. So I feel like that's been a really nice fit. It's just, you know, I'm going to give it a push because it's very, very close. Both, Both groups are playing well. And then when you look at these, you know, guys off the edge here for the Broncos also counting as linebackers, I think that's obviously really big. I mean, I don't know if you want to do that. But I feel like overall, it's about a push here between these two teams. Both teams are very solid here in that linebacking group. So that is going to be something to see who has the edge there in this game. Because one of these two groups will win. I'm just hoping that, you know, DeMario Davis continues this good play along with Kwan Alexander. And then moving over to the secondary as, again, two very interesting secondary groups. Because I feel like both... I think have played well, especially of late. So I feel like I'm going to give it a push too. I think it's going to be a very, very close matchup between these two teams because you know you're looking at this Saints secondary. It's played so well over the last few weeks, and they have been just outstanding, especially last week without Marshawn Lattimore against you know a pretty solid Atlanta Falcons skill position you know group. And this secondary came to play, and they played outstanding. And I'm really confident going into this game with the Saints secondary. You know, you just go from Lattimore to Jenkins to Malcolm Jenkins to Williams to Chauncey Garner Johnson. CD Deuce has just played outstanding. You can just keep on going down the line. They've been outstanding. But, you know, you look to this Broncos team and they've been pretty solid too in that secondary. And a lot of that reason of why if you can stop, you know, the run, you know, if you're the Broncos, if you can stop the run, You're going to be pretty good on that back end because it's been pretty solid this year. I mean, last week they played really good. But just when looking at it, you have Bryce Callahan, who, you know, according to PFF, he's the number two graded cornerback. So he's been really good this year. And you still have guys like A.J. Boye, who hasn't had a good year, but definitely has a ton of talent. So that's definitely not an issue there. And your safeties are also outstanding. Kareem Jackson is really good. Justin Simmons having a really good year. So their safeties are are also amazing to add to Bryce Callahan, who's number two in PFF right now. So two really good groups, in my opinion, and that's why I'm going to give it a push. And then your last group here, special teams and coaching, I'm going to give it to the Saints here. As I feel like right now, Sean Payton, I think he's a better coach than Vic Vangio, And I feel like the Saints will have success there. I think Sean Payton will get them to play. They'll be ready. It's going to be probably definitely a physical game in mile high. And the Saints will be ready to play that. So I think they're going to put a good game plan. Right now, you have Dennis Allen. He's been outstanding of late, really good stuff from him. I mean, it's, it's looking up for the Saints team, especially the coaching has been better. Much crisper late. So I think that's really big for them. And you move it over two special teams right now. I think both groups are pretty solid, but I'll just take the Saints because I'm liking what they're doing with the kick returns just a little bit more, even if they have Marquez Callaway in there, because right now their uh, kick returner is Tyree Cleveland and their punt returner is KJ Hamler. I'll take Callaway and Harris over those guys, but kicker punter almost equal when comparing these guys. I mean, you have obviously Lutz and Morstead for the Saints and you have McManus, who's a really solid kicker, And Sam Martin, who's a pretty good punter, too. So I think those two kind of positions are equal, but the Saints have the edge in the returning uh, game. And also their coverage is better, in my opinion, too. So that's just really it from that special teams and coaching group. So overall, who do I have in this game? Give me the Saints, 27 to 14. I think the defense plays well. I think the running game really has a big game in this one. I think Hill does enough with his arm to win it. I think Michael Thomas is going to be able to keep that, you know, good momentum going off of last week. Emmanuel Sanders playing his former team. I think he has a good chance to go off against a guy like A.J. Boye, who's really struggled this season. So he's another X factor, especially through the air. If they can get that deep ball to Emmanuel Sanders again, watch out for that. And I think that could definitely be a huge point for the offense. A few big plays like you run it well with Kamara and Murray, and then you hit the play action deep to Sanders. I think that can happen. I think right now... Give me the Saints by double digits. I think they're going to go in there and get the win. And then you play Atlanta again. So it should be very, very interesting for the Saints team. But I like them here in this game in the Mile High City. So I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this show. If you like what we're doing here at the Who Dat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter you can follow us at the WhoDat Dis. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. On Instagram, you could follow the podcast at Whoodat Discussion. And then also you can listen to the Who Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, we are on all of those sites. And then also one thing to look out on social media, we're going to be adding some art in there, making a little, things a little more cleaner, and I hope you guys enjoy that, and uh, definitely you know, follow all of these sites, because we are going to be revamping things a little bit, so that should definitely be really cool, and I can't wait to get that stuff out there, and I just want to say one more thing, guys, before I sign off, happy belated Thanksgiving to all of you guys, all of the listeners out there. You guys are the absolute best. You guys make this show go on. So hopefully you guys had a happy and safe Thanksgiving because I'm just thankful for all you guys tuning in, listening to some Saints talk with me. It's really a dream come true here at the Houdat Discussion as we keep on growing, as we really just live this journey of the New Orleans Saints together. And I really couldn't have it any other way. Watching football, giving you guys some analysis, it's really a dream come true for me. So I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who dat?